If you like what you're hearing on the phillytech.org netcast network, please consider supporting the network with a small monthly donation via patreon.com slash phillytechorg. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-h-i-l-l-y-t-e-c-h-o-r-g. And thank you in advance. You're listening to the Social Media Addicts Podcast on the phillytech.org netcast network. Sponsorship provided by Get Flywheel, optimized WordPress hosting at getflywheel.com, wistia.com at w-i-s-t-i-a.com, and Zoho Mail. In three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Social Media Acts Podcast. This is episode 32. I am here with Howard. I am here with Seth, and I am here once again. <laughs> yes, and we are doing the new format where we have um, Jody and Howard alternate weeks. That way, I can have a, a Tuesday night every once in a while with my family, and we can still get the show out, usually on time, except for when Seth wants to go record outside. Minor details. And... And minor details, and it doesn't record. So this is take two. Howard's a great guy. He's like, ah, I can rearrange my schedule. We can get this done. And I'm off to Chicago, so... We gotta get this done. We gotta get this done, so... Let's jump into it and thank our sponsors. Sponsors. Yes, Wistia, Flywheel, and Zoho Mail. And also, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash phillytechorg. Toss us a dollar a show, a dollar a month, and that helps us out. If you want to toss us more, you can do that as well. Um... First story of the week is Twitter finally launches live streaming, the live streaming app Periscope for Android. So I'm going to let you comment on this because I've had the privilege of using Periscope. And the only thing I can add to anything that you're about to say is my Periscope feed just blew up over the last couple of days. Oh my gosh, it's nonstop. I'm opening it up right now. It is nonstop. For me, because I'm following everybody, and it's like, oh my god, alert, this person's doing it for the first time, this guy's doing it for the first time, this guy's doing it for the first time, this guy's doing it for the first time. It's, it's a great app. Of the three that I've played with, stream with a dot, you know, S-T-R-E dot A-M, um, Meerkat, which is, eh. I like stream because you can do horizontal. Yep, I agree. I... Meerkat was kind of half baked when they launched it. You know, it was kind of neat to see. But and there's some there's some interesting people on on Meerkat that are fun to watch. And we'll leave it at that. Um, if you you know if no one knows what we talked about the last time, but there's some interesting characters in Meerkat, so it's worth you know up you know doing that. And they have an open API for Meerkat, which is nice, unlike Twitter. But then Periscope scope's nice because it's very fully baked. Yes. And there's a lot of people on there. It's kind of like one of the benefits of being second to the party, is that all the bugs get ironed out by the this iOS, iOS users, and they all bitch, moan, and complain. Everything is ironed out. We get it, and usually it's pretty solid, except for the Meerkat. Well, and you know, it's interesting, because remember, Meerkat said, we think that we need to launch as fast as we possibly can to beat Twitter to the game with Periscope because of the acquisition and because of the things that they were doing. Yeah. So I almost feel like what Meerkat said was, all right, come hell or high water, we're releasing this by this day. It, yeah, and we're iterating and we'll just live. keep pushing fixes as we oh, go. Oh, my goodness, there's, up, there's updates every day. Every day, yeah, day. every day. And, you know, there's something to be said for that because you got out early. But there's also the uh, kind of the stink that the app has a lot of bugs. 
And and it doesn't also mystery meet navigation. I still can't yep. figure out which way that America's head has to aim to, to get what. Exactly. Whereas, I mean, Periscope's not much better. I mean, Periscope, but you swipe left. It's not like Google um, Material Design where it's pretty much standard. You know, you click at the bottom. You click at the bottom, right. and you're able to – that's what you post. You know, I mean, there's some ad features that Android gets that iOS doesn't get. Um, like there's a few more um, alerts that we can do that and iOS can't do because you know Steve Jobs locked it down before he died. Exactly. May rest in peace. You know, but still, it's neat. It's neat. I played with it a little bit. Um, my pick of the week, I've actually done. A, I actually did a Periscope with a lens, which was interesting. <laughs> a fisheye lens. It was like, but um, it was interesting. What, what are your thoughts, um, Howard? I'm of the different ones that I've tried. Uh, Periscope, to me, feels like it's leading the game right now. And a lot of it is because they have the user base of Twitter built in. You're not reestablishing your social network. Mm -hmm. um, and I would really... But you don't have to follow. Right. You, you could definitely Twitter. say things nice. like, you know what, I follow this person on Twitter, and they're great on Twitter, but on Periscope, man, they are just boring. So I'm going to take, like, they're, they're doing it all the time. What I really like is how some people are starting to use it as the, this isn't content that's worth saving for weeks and months, but this is good behind the scenes content or suggestions for an episode. So I'll see some podcasters go on Periscope, you know, a half hour before the recording of their show to get some extra feedback and some comments. I really like that approach. I think that's something that um, this instant streaming that's going to effectively be useless in another day, hmm. I think that's a good way way to do it um and you know again it's something where this is a very young market it's very young in terms of how people are doing it now we've had instant streaming apps for years we had uh, quick and you know we certainly <coughs> had things before yeah. that as well but now and and, and what was it justin tv exactly had a live app but, and hang on so i already do it there too, yeah, but so, now yeah. you have a one click and my mom can do it i mean seriously if she put periscope on her phone she could just say start Zermish. and then she'd be set um my kids there's That'd be pretty, that would probably be boring. Well, it but, might know. be, but imagine what you can do with that kind of pub, instant publishing, instant live video. Yeah, what I what I like about what I like about Periscope and Stream is that they let you save to your yes. device, which which Meerkat doesn't. Now Meerkat has an API. You can do this and that. You can build your own recorder. Yada yada yada. It's a, it's, uh, if you want to do something one-off and not save anything, great. Use Meerkat. But even Meerkat's you know, buggy is all hell still. Um, I like that, I like that um, also the fact is that if someone, you just missed a stream of someone you really want to follow, let's say Brad Pitt does a, um, a, a Periscope and you want to see it, it's good for 24 hours. So you can go back and look at the live on their server, which is good for them because they don't have to keep these videos up there more than 24 right. hours. But you still have 24 hours to catch what you missed. And you can still heart it, and you can still like it, and whatnot, which yep. is nice. And uh, that's, again, it's the kind of thing where I think what they've thought is, um, maybe they've learned a lesson from Snapchat here, where content does last for the day. So any of that public, the public stories that you see on Snapchat, where someone will say, hey, I put this thing out there, you have a day to catch up. So I don't feel like anytime someone 
jumps on Periscope, I have to go, oh, crap, I bought to stop what I'm doing and go watch this. I go, oh, that's right. This person was doing a thing. I, I'm interested in that, but I'll go look at it later so I can go through and browse and see some things. Um, a photographer that I follow was doing a um, – before the photo shoot happened, he was talking about the gear that he was choosing for the shoot and to talk about the location, and it was great. But it was the kind of thing where it wasn't scripted. It wasn't something that in five weeks I would have gone, wow, that's really great. But knowing that he was going to shoot this particular person and a certain location to then see, hey, we planned to do this, but this happened because of the sun and because of the beams and all that stuff, that was great. It's really – it's good stuff. It's a way to keep me really engaged with that person. So I love seeing this uh, venue mature, get some more use and not just be, hey, look inside my fridge. Because um, that is just not that interesting. But uh, good to see it come to Android. It'll only make the app uh, grow further and iterate some more. So that's awesome. And speaking of coming to Android and iOS. Android is exactly. first for iOS. And Microsoft, which is after the, the post-bomber administration, was actually in the Della, that Microsoft is putting a lot of their content and their apps on Android and iOS. And Microsoft announced that I think coming in a month, Android's getting Cortana, which is their version of Siri and yep. Google Now, and has quite a good sense of humor. As the <laughs> Google Now, awesome. my phone woke up. Did there you say Google that Now? That's pretty cool. You hear it? Oh, darn. You can't hear it. No, well, whoever's, um, whoever's got an Android device, if I said something like, okay, Google, okay, Google. Okay, Google Now. <laughs> okay, well, now I'll just have to wake say, up. hey, Siri. <laughs> Oh, you're evil. Everyone's like, everyone's exactly. like, turns off the podcast right now. All right, all right, all right, all right I'll see you later. No. Uh, later, everybody, it's been great. No. Um, anyhow, Cortana's going to be great. It's going to be interesting. I think on Android, it's going to be a lot more useful because you can get into the nitty-gritty of the operating system more you can with iOS. You still can't get in without root with, to a lot of underlying factors, but I feel like we were talking about yesterday in the first take um, that – you know, it's going to integrate well with, you know, let's say, use Outlook. Let's say you use, you know, Windows 10. I'm on Windows 10, hence half the time we're on Skype because Windows 10 only like Skype. It doesn't like Google Hangouts. Uh, it's going to integrate very well with, you know, with um, Windows 10 because Windows 10 has Cortana built baked in as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with yeah, Cortana. Yeah, that was something you we talked Howard? about this yesterday, the continuity between my different screens – Cortana's going to know about that. That's something mm -hmm. that Siri doesn't quite know how to do unless you're completely in the Mac universe. If you're completely in the Mac universe, your notifications are uh, – they stay kind of with that. But Siri doesn't necessarily know about that. Um, I'm interested to mm -hmm. see future versions of the Mac if Siri gets a little bit more intelligence with that. But I really get the sense that where Google Now is really a mobile thing and a, a when-you're-on-Google thing, Cortana mm -hmm. really has the opportunity to say, look, I'm going to transcend all of these devices and kind of be your assistant, mm -hmm. not just your assistant on the phone for some things. So I'm really excited mm -hmm. by it. Now, the one thing that I was thinking about kind of as a follow-up because we're getting to do this again, but the thing that I was thinking about was, you know, yeah. maybe the announcement uh -huh. of, uh, of Microsoft coming out there and saying, hey, everybody, Cortana's coming out for Android and iOS is sort of a shot across the bow to the iOS app store that may hold up an app like this that's effectively a competitor for Siri because one of the things that Apple has said mm -hmm. is we don't want you duplicating built-in functionality. Now, they've backed off on that. And so you can get third-party exactly. email clients. You can get other text messaging and, and keyboard. And so they've gone in the direction yeah. of opening things up. 
But I think it was a very well-played announcement for Microsoft to say, hey, we want to just be another app on the App Store. We're going to be on Android. We're going to be on iOS, right, Apple? Like kind of a, hey, Apple, thought we'd let you know that this uh, hey, really hey, important hey. thing that everybody cares about is coming to your platform. So approve the app so that we don't have to send out a press release that says, hey, we're done. Apple's just not letting it through. Which I'll tell you, that gives Microsoft mm. the opportunity to say, do you want to live in a walled garden or do you want to live in a world that uses web services and information services in the cloud that's really a equal opportunity citizen, which is part of Microsoft's larger play, where they're saying, look, we don't care what you're running. We want you using our services. We want you using Azure without you saying, hey, I'm an Azure client. We just want you using our services. That is everything from Office 365 to uh, OneNote, to, like all the stuff that they do, they want you in that world, and they're making it so it doesn't matter what choice you make, whether it's a Mac, a PC, Windows Phone, Android, iOS, you can use Windows mm -hmm. services, you can use Microsoft products everywhere, which is really a good move for what Microsoft's trying to do. Which is really handy, yeah. Absolutely. I, I realize why, that, my, my pick of the week, you know, I'm going to jump ahead real fast, my it's a lens kit for ten bucks at CVS. I understand why it's oh. ten bucks. It's because the lenses fell apart. It didn't even make it to the airport. <laughs> I was sitting here listening to Howard. It didn't even make it to the airport. My my fish eye is all oh, wacky now. Shaking it's, for it's a fish shakes. eye. Let's right. just put it this way: when optics shake, it's not good. It, oh, this is a piece of glass amongst another piece of glass and another piece of glass, <laughs> and I can take it apart, which is really bizarre. It was ten bucks. I'm like, whatever. Anyhow, we'll talk about more about that. I also have some other interesting gadgets over here that I can talk about as well. So, anyhow, um, moving on. Um, the end of the business card. Do you see it? I don't. Um, should we use email well, instead? Will that work? Probably not. I love business cards. As you can see, I have a business card here. I have a business card here. I, I swear by them. I scan them into devices like Full Contact to automate it. But I yeah. like to give out business cards. I feel like it's a more personal aspect. It's you know shaking that person's hand, giving them a agree. business card. I um, agree. Japanese are I've awesome. always felt like what do you think, Howard? Um, in order for the business card to vanish, there needs to be a really good reason for it. And the reason of, hey, I have a stack of business cards on my desk mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do with it, that's not a reason for it to vanish. That's a reason for you to get productive, to say – Right, to say, you know what, when I go to an event, exactly. I'm going to take the business cards that I got and I'm going to do something with it, not just scan it. And the parts that I have loved to see is someone saying, look, I'm going to use contact management services like Plaxo, like, you know, some, I'm pulling out Plaxo just because, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it is an oldie but goodie. Well, but Plaxo, to use Plaxo those different services, and it does spam you. Um, but to use a different service to say, you. hey, look, yeah. someone's going to update their contact information so that we don't have to keep saying, hey, everybody, I got a new email address. It'll just automatically update. Right now, all of those different tools mm -hmm. to, quote, get rid of business cards are solving problems that most people really don't suffer with. So there's not a real reason to do it. Because a business card is so portable, it doesn't crash. This is not my card, but I got a card from someone, so I have it. And I'm going to do, do something with it. I just got this the other day. Here's this card. I know what it's for. Now, if I don't look at this for another three months, I'm going to look at this card and say, all right, and throw it out and get rid of it. But my goal is to actually act on the conversation, mm -hmm. use the card to do it, and then get it to whatever format. What I would love 
for people to do is to take the business card and say, hey, this is the nice design business card. And then on the back where someone leaves it plain or does a design, put a very put a very tiny QR code that allows me to say, you know what, I don't have to copy and paste this. I can scan that QR code that gives me a V card with all of the relevant information that's on the front. And I think that's something where instead of saying, let's get rid of the business card, Mm -hmm. let's upgrade the business card in a way that works on all platforms, on all devices, that doesn't require a special subscription, that just uses an open standard to get that information into your your phone, into your contacts, however you're going to do it. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, I'm still trying to figure out how to put this lens back. I'm listening to you agree with you. I'm like, I, I, think, I think I'm out of fish that's, eye. That's your wide that's angle the for the eye. Chicago bean. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. I actually, it came with a wide angle as well, so. We'll see how good it works. It has 10 bucks. Anyhow, moving on to thank our first sponsor. I will not break Wistia is a video hosting and analytics Howard, platform that really helps businesses get the most out of online video. Uh, we use Wistia here at phillytech.org. It's much more professional than YouTube. And the data we get out of Wistia really helps us understand how people are consuming our content, when they're consuming the content, what content works the best. They also have great resources, everything from tutorials about lighting and sound and video, things that will make us do a better job with production. And they also have a free version of their service that holds up to 50 videos. So go check them out. Go to the link in our show notes. Uh, Wistia is great product. They have great resources and a good team over there, nice people. You know, as much as I want to say how awesome they are and say it again, and I say it every time I'm on this show, Wistia does a great, great job. So go check them out. Click our link in the show mm-hmm. notes so that they know that we sent you. Uh, it's another way to help support the show. Wistia.com. Very serious. Moving on, um, this is kind of more of a serious um, topic, but um, there's now a keyboard for the iOS uh, not an iPhone, let's say it on keyboards, there's a fused emoji keyboard that shows kids, you know, emoji icons with bruised eyes, you know, battered, battered you know, depressed. It's going to help, you know, kids and people who just can't really express their feelings talk about being battered, bullied, and the dark feelings. I think it's a sad subject, but I think it's a great thing for to help people who well, can't my sister's really a psychologist, express And this is something where I actually had a little quick chat with her about it. And she said it's very common for people to have a hard time expressing themselves or to not feel like it's safe or uh, do different things and there's perhaps a language barrier or an age barrier or some disability that language Mm -hmm. is hard. So being able to use emojis, and again, you know, our language has evolved, but emojis are easily translatable. Like I see an emoji and I don't have to think, is this in French, is this in Japanese or English? There's some very universal concepts. And I think what this does is it allows us to you know, have a better platform to express these things. If I would think about how could I use emojis to express them without this keyboard? It's a very weird contortion of like, oh, I'm going to show a person and then I'm going to show a fist and then I'm going to show, like, it's hard to do. Right. Right. Yeah, where's one? And I'll tell you, the magic of whether it's hieroglyphics or emojis is a single symbol expresses a complex idea in a very direct way. And that's what these do. So I'm, you know, it's sad that we have that in our world, but given that that exists, whether we do it with emojis or language or any other way, this is something that I think will be a good, a good tool to be used. So now the downside is you have to get the person to install it on a phone and it's a little bit like a little too much tech stuff. 
Well, and here's my hope. My hope is that the janky, different vendors janky, but yeah. pick this up and just have it as part of the defaults. So this is a first step to the main defaults. Exactly. I think that'd be great. So the main default, and I think, hope it comes to Android as well. So, all right, from co-founder to Allison CEO of 500 Picks, the BX CEO of 500 Picks talks about his trials, errors, and lessons learned from you know labor of love to being kicked out of your own startup. Um, <laughs> I know that I've used uh, 500 picks, but then it got a little too boobalicious for me. Uh, I mean, nothing wrong with boobs, but it got a little bit more risque, a little more porn-like on there, and I was kind of like, all right, this is a little too much, um, especially when you want to look at you know landscapes and inspiration. I did. I know Howard over here is a very big photographer. He just bought a new toy, and yeah. And I found the, that when um, I first started using it, it was great yeah, inspiration. What was your experience with things like, oh, here's a great idea for a shot, or here's a different angle, or here's the kinds of things that as a photographer you look at as, how can I improve my photography? And then what I realized was the photographers that were going for popularity were instantly going towards nudity and, and you know, to get better exposure. Sorry for the bad photography pun. Exactly. But... Um, I just found that it became more of if I turned off the, you know, if I said, oh, I'm going to make sure there's no nudity in the feed. It's not that it wasn't fun anymore. It's just that the – there wasn't a lot – there wasn't as much content, and the content people were really going for, how can I push the limits so that I can get attention? And I think that's a shame. I, you know, any platform, your goal is this platform does something for me, and I do something for it. And if you if those things come out of balance, where you're doing for it and it's not doing for you, mm-hmm. you're gonna go away. Same thing the other way. It's giving you, but you're not doing anything for it. You're gonna eventually lose interest. It's gonna have that short attention span. And um, unfortunately, I think for 500 picks, which is doing rather well, it's not because I've stopped using it that it's Absolutely. not being great. Um, and it is part of this iterative process and I do revisit it every so often to look what's going on in the ecosystem and I use it for a couple weeks and then I go is this something I'm going to put attention to it still isn't um, because mostly it's not a good place for me to keep my photos it's another place for me to keep my photos and I don't really need another place for me to keep my photos so I'm either Especially with Google, especially with Google Photos, that gives you a lot of space for cheap. Exactly. Um, you know, Flickr gives and you a terabyte for and free. I use Lightroom. It's like you so don't I use need lots of spot. services. And you have a drobo. I have sort of a really simple way to do it, where I take my my library and I actually take the library and every year I take a, an archive of that library and I put it up on Amazon S3 for safekeeping because I don't want to get rid of the negative, so to speak, even though it's the unprocessed files or the not winners or the original raw files. Um, but I don't need them. The photos have been, you know, baked. So that baked photo mm-hmm. that where it's like, well, I've taken 300 photos, but it narrowed it down to six photos that get baked. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just throw away the other 300. Now, some of them I do, but some of them I'm like, you know what? I- I'm saving it because it's nice to see how I shot that day. That I learn a lot from that. It's like the old contact sheets. You learn by looking at your contact sheets and picking your winners out. Um, mm-hmm. But 500 picks, I would never put contact sheet pictures up on. Because the whole purpose is to show your best work, not to show the 10 shots that got you to the one shot that was good. So there's a little bit of a, this doesn't quite, this fills a need for, um, if I wanted to be getting publicity as a photographer, I might say, hey, this is great. Um, 
But you know, then we think about the story about this co-founder who is, you know, what kinds of lessons they're sharing from Silicon Valley. You know, he's got an idea, he runs with it, and then the company has to grow. It has to turn into a culture. It has to turn into something that still represents the core values. Um, and often, getting funding and making money and doing all these things, you lose it. Yeah. Those values. You lose about you lose values, and and you saw that with with Zappos recently, and you saw yep. that with Tony Shea, the founder of Zappos, his former company Link Exchange, I think is what it was. It grew, 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 grew before Microsoft bought them back in the, before the first bust. He, he didn't which like is it why anymore. he was it super careful fine. with Zappos because he had no learned the lesson, value to it anymore. Which is, he didn't want to do it. So yeah. And even then, he kind of still screwed it up. Towards, I mean, he didn't screw it up, yep. but he gave everyone an out saying, if you don't want to be part of this way, you know, here's a nice package to leave. So, yeah. Um, next story on our docket is, which is a little inside baseball, but um, it's neat all the same. Automatic, which is the, ready for this, is WordPress.com's parent company. Also founded by Matt Mullenweg, who founded the WordPress.org. Um, open source pl- project uh, for WordPress that is can be self-hosted. I told you it was inside baseball. Um, they just bought WooCommerce, which I think is great. I think it's awesome because WooCommerce is a great e-commerce solution um, for WordPress. I think it's great that they are going to in- integrate it into Automatic. I think it's a, a shot across the bow that Squarespace that does that does. Um, they have built in e-commerce and Squarespace and whatnot. I think that, yeah, it's sort of like what Twitter did. Like, you know, Howard and I discussed this in the episode, in the first part of this episode that never aired, was that it's sort of like Twitter saying, you know, I anoint you, the, the chosen one. But the thing is, people can leave well, WordPress.com. You know, when I look at com, what, uh, what Automatic has done with Jetpack so, and all the say you, Jetpack. Thy Howard, thou Howard. Jetpack is chock-a-block full with great, great stuff. And it's free, and it just comes with it. And then there's a product like Gravity Forms, where Gravity Forms is a form tool that does more than the form tools of Jetpack. So you pay a price for that. It's a Gravity Forms is a commercial product. And so my question is, is what they're doing with WooCommerce, what's it going to do to the other e-commerce players? Is it going to make it to say, hey, look, we know that we're now competing with the free WooCommerce because it's part of WordPress. And... Or, well, I'll say, and and or, is WooCommerce going to be a place where um, Automatic says, hey, we're going to treat WooCommerce as a way to get money from people, to say, hey, if you want WooCommerce, the basic stuff, it's all here, but our enhancements, our integrations are all funds that you're then going to be happy to pay. Somewhat what they did with, um, they have a backup service with VaultPress. Um, some of those different things where you look at that service and say, okay, there is a free piece. Vault. But to make use of it, here's sort of default path to money. Now, <laughs> which is great. I mean, honestly, this shit me. And honestly, WooCommerce already has those. You, know, you can do basically yep. everything. But then, if you want a, a more advanced PayPal integration or more advanced Stripe integration, you pay for it. You know, you pay a yearly fee for it. You know, it's not that big, and they take care of it for you. Amusement, which is a great blocking software. I have fifty dollars a year for it. Exactly. I'm like, you the, know, it's, and it's the interesting you, thing is, pay what um, you want software. I'm concerned like about training, it. But automatic and Matt Mullenweg yeah. in particular has shown they're an excellent steward of these things, and 
they have philosophy around how they do it um, that's advanced citizenship the way that they do it, which is great. Most companies don't do it the way that they do it. So I'm very hopeful for what they do. It. I think mm -hmm. it's going to be very positive. I am curious about the party to developer that was starting to build so out a really developed e-commerce platform on X, Y, and Z. Just, just well, we're not going to compete here anymore, so we're going to just move in this other direction. Um, and I'm curious to see what happens to probably other vendors like e-commerce or some of the third-party ones. Uh, there's one called Cart66, which now has a cloud-based solution. Uh, iThemes has their uh, exchange. These are all yeah. platforms that are at different stages of development to yeah. see which ones and keep making themselves better. Look, commerce does this really well, but we do this really well. Maybe those commerce platforms will specialize more. Maybe they'll do really with tax calculation or direct integration. They'll, they'll have something to compete. Um, but it kind of feels like, hey, we've now defined this is the path to go on if you want to be like everybody else and it's all going to be supported. Um, so support WooCommerce and then figure out how to support other e-commerce platforms. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, well, speaking of site. great WordPress platforms and ways to host WordPress that well, for... Well, they are mad you know, hosting like, for designers and creators. Uh, based. So think about it this way. Rather hard. than just saying, hey, sign up for your, your hosting account and do all these different instructions, and when you all tech support, they're going, well, you'd have to do this, this, and this, and you have to know all the technical stuff. Flywheel makes it really simple for you to build a WordPress site, launch a WordPress, manage WordPress sites because they have a custom-built dashboard for the modern web developer using WordPress. WordPress security, load times that are optimized for WordPress sites, great support that is filled with WordPress development experts, so they help you launch WordPress projects. So if you are a web developer or you use WordPress, Flywheel is managed WordPress hosting it really helps you do a great job with that. And we want to thank them for supporting us and thank them for helping us as one of those designers that uses Flywheel to launch projects all the time. I use them for everything. All my all my sites are on Flywheel. They are, the support is great. I love calling them up and saying, hey, X, Y, and Z are all fixed. So it's great. Apparently, if you hear the buzzing phone, I'm getting I'm getting those. Bzz, bzz, bzz. So anyhow, moving along, Snapchat is now getting the shopping home too. Um, this started off as a roll of pictures, roll of videos, went into a four-hour news cycle, went into it's, now it's going. You know what? And we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Invest, I'm curious to see. Called Spring. No one knows that. But uh, you know, what I was talking about was if you think about what happened with. Living no and group know home, that, how though. these deals <laughs> overwhelmed because they went from one thing being special to hundreds of things going on, and it, and they're lasting not one day but many days. And it's like, oh, let's see what's kind of like. There's no incentive to do that. And I think Snapchat has an opportunity to capture that. Yeah. Hey, I'm a merchant, and I want to sell this thing today to these people. So I'm going to get your attention now, and within 24 hours, it, it kind of has that in because of a a deal a day as part of the app, which I think will, for lack of a better term, people aren't going to go to Snapchat and browse the way they would browse on Amazon. The form is just not designed for that. But will they that's 
here's you know full well about here's our special offer because follow us on Snapchat oh. and and give us your credit card number. So though I'm curious to see what this does. Is this really um, give us your credit card? I number, think yeah. if the deal was good, I would try it. But if I'm seeing the same deal that I'm would seeing on try- one just on using website, I'd probably be in. Hey, look, I'm already. Like, for example, uh, Land's End. Okay, I buy from Land's End. If Land's End said, "Hey, yeah. we're going to use Snap to have a flash sale, a Snap sale. Here's a pair of chinos that you typically buy, and they're forty-five dollars for this. We are selling, you know, a thousand yeah. pairs of chinos for thirty-one dollars. I would, yes." And that would be incentive to check out their deals on a daily basis. Is this something I would buy? Yes. I'm going to like Woot. So can we capture some of that energy with it? Or if that's their plan, it would be great. Like if they're Woot. not, and they're just going like to sell Woot. products the way you would just go through it. I just, I can't, the platform has to turn into something very radically different from what it's currently good at. At browsing. Uh, basically browsing a collection of products. So putting it out there, here's this thing, you tap on it, you hold, you go, oh, here's this. And then having another say, bye. I'm curious to see there was an announcement uh, yesterday where Snapchat is going to make it so you don't have to hold on the button. You can just tap it and then watch because it's a little bit of a pain to watch a video and passing it down to keep going. So they just did that. And frankly, if they put a button on the screen that says buy, I have to let go and hit another button. So you know, if I'm holding on and I can't have to do a thing and then another, and next thing I know, I'm kind of, you know, trapped up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyhow, Instagram losing its cool factor uh, because they're they are emailing users with highlights. I, I don't know. I think it's giving people that are, might not be yeah, Instagram to go look at Instagram. They have a little feature. Well, that's what they're doing. And I think it's just part I don't of the think they're not cool anymore. When they see some right, when they see some attrition with their users, they want to they want to they wanna say, out. look, if we sent you an email and you remember, that's right. College, I like Instagram. Yes, I just haven't used it. The best or two, and then it gets to the app, and that's right. I, those, Instagram has always done a really good job doing small tests, seeing what response they get. Keep it; it's because it worked, not because it was annoying. So when they started bringing out different ads and different ways of putting in a sponsored story, then the sponsored story has got multiple pictures that you could slide and see four different images. They are doing a good job. I'm really, I would love to see something where I can put a sure link fine, yeah. in my post, not have to put it in the bio. If I could actually link off, and even if they say you have to, you know, to, to add your profile, you need to have an enhanced profile or what, something that says you can link. Um, right now, the link in the bio is kind of the lamest thing ever because um, it's several to really get you there. It's good brand identity. It's good comments, it's good sort of interaction, but it's not great uh, call to action. And I think that that's going to be the next thing that they tackle. So the next mm-hmm. big thing is going to be how do they create call to action as part of their platform without it feeling spammy and without spammers coming thing, on board yeah. and saying, look, every single post is going to be you putting some nudity up there or close to me, and 
and a call to action that gets people to some other site, and then it becomes the thing. You want to avoid that. So I know why they're being careful about it, um, but they also it's gonna it, we're gonna get tired of just browsing photos, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Or end small video clips for 15 seconds. It turns out there's a lot of academics who are bored with Instagram. They're studying the photo filters and the device. Well, if there's a study filters. about it, Instagram was part of going to college. Um, well, they're being the way that the we academics. use these tools, Let's say you it have is our emotion. So if we pick a filter that's very retro or that's very dark, you know, got a lot of contrast, we're it, yeah. expressing <laughs> artistically. And it's interesting to be able to look at some of this data. I'm able to track what kinds of filters, what pictures they are. And if I see, hey, this person, you know, over this period of six months, went from using really poppy images to really dark images, is there a personality change? What's going on? Uh, I love that they're actually, you know, doing like that. Good on them. Uh, you know, there's a study done. Them study it. Let them uh, grant money. Uh, all those things get you dissertations and doctorates and things Absolutely. like that are, are great. Exactly. And if you publish or perish, you know you have to publish. So let's play with let's play with the tool. You know. So well, we first want to exactly. thank exactly so uh, Zoho Mail for sponsoring to our tech last Monday, And what Zoho is, is Zoho Mail. professional email designed for business. They have business. Teachers, business class, convenience of not just the web but mobile as well. And the nice thing about it is you can actually sign up for a free ad-free account in your organization, free, and no ads up to ten people. So if your business has five people in it and you want to use business class email, oh, if you were to Google free. Apps, you would pay five dollars per person per year or five dollars per person per month or fifty dollars per person per year. So five people in Google Apps would cost you $250 a year. Or you could use Zoho Mail for $0. Per person per I year. said zero because it's free for the first 10 people. Forever. It is a free, ad-free account. But I want zero. you to do, and that you get your small business in there, I want your business wait, wait, to wait, grow. So it's free forever. And then it grow to 20 people where you're actually then paying for the service. And they are very competitive uh, with Office 365, with Google Apps, with all the different cloud-based email services. And, you know, frankly, Zoho, uh, at some point I would love to, uh, for us kind of dive into more of what Zoho provides, not just Zoho Mail. Unbelievable platform. It is, uh, it's something that I've recommended some businesses really start building their cloud applications on it. It's a fabulous, fabulous It's incredible thing. what they have. Um, so what yeah. I want you to do is go to our show notes, click on Zoho Mail, learn more about it, give it a try. Um, even if what you do is you try it on a different domain, hey, I'm going to you this alternate domain and try it out because I'm not ready to move everything yet. Get a sense of what it can do, and then you'd be set for uh, putting Zoho Mail into your full enterprise. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, so moving on, I'm adding, I'm adding links to our picks right now uh, inside baseball. Really. Um, the pick of the week was going to be my those those lenses for ten dollars at CVS. Um, since one decided to destruct and break on me, we're not going to do that. Uh, luckily, I have a lot of other gadgets that just came 
now. I got this nifty little... Boy, I'm doing the first pick, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> it's this battery pack. Everyone has battery packs. I have, like, ten of them in my drawer. Um, the people over at Rookade sent me this to beta test. So, full disclosure, this is a a, um, a review unit. A trip. So, this battery nice. pack. Plug it in. Over here. Charges. You can also then pull this off, and you have a nice. wall charger. You also can charge this in the, in the computer via USB That's port. Cool. The fact and that you charge it at the same, same time. time, most of the batteries and do not you can charge do that. Your they are, you either the charge it or it charges something like that you have. But to be able to... Yes. Yes. If it does, please follow up with me. Because uh, then, don't quote me on that. I, well, because I think that's I how it works. I have a battery really that run it through this that work. Or um, I can have it charge things. It can't do both at the same time because of the way one, the circuits. Yeah. And, you know, it's good. I have a 10. Yeah. Uh, something that can do both. And especially, and I really like the form factor of that. That's a I'm nice, those, yeah. you know. I'm going to test that out. Right, for a battery, you want to be able to charge the full phone. And the fact that it has its wall Right in there, you just it's little, it's, plug it's, that it's into the wall. And, you know, um, yeah, that looks great. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot so far. So my, another pick um, is the uh, this is the room. I forget the name of it. Sorry, I'm gonna do this as on on Geek's Life, but um, so it is a. It is a, what, I'm losing pieces here. Oh, it's over here. <laughs> Demo fail. It is a, these are multiple units you can buy separate editions to, so they send me out all of them at once. But it comes, you can buy a case. It sells this, it locks in, it rotates, it's for a 74 inch tablet. And it's that, but this is that, on the back here, there is a clip. The young, you oh, very nice. It. It's not very good one-handed there. Um, and then you have your hand strap here. You have little legs to put, pop it up on. Then you can buy accessories. You can get a part hang it like nice. shower, but near a shower. You, it's also a stand. Oh man! So this locks in here, and it's a stand, so it can stand up. You also have a attachment that it can strap onto the back of your car. So they sent me this, and you know, it, you know, this, all this together is probably two hundred dollars worth of stuff. Very well, very well made, really sturdy steel. And, uh, I'm writing this review on, on Geek's Life. Well, my pick is something that it's actually not an app that, that I use on a regular basis often. because of the way and I do the processing. I use Lightroom. I use some pretty tools to do this stuff. However, I got the many time over the weekend, which is. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Hey, that, uh, yeah. For me, it's it's a weekend that, you know, it's a weekend. Um, and hey, I take pictures on my phone. Oh, I'm editing, yeah. and I'm not ever going to transfer the photos to my computer. I'm just going to do it you on my phone. Yeah. And I've been recommending this for years, but because I literally recommended it like a half a dozen times over the past five days, is Snapseed. And Snapseed used to be a commercial app. It was done by a company that Google bought. I can't. Is it Nick, Nick Software? That yeah, Nick Software had a great app at that point. Google bought it and made it free, mm -hmm. and it's available on iOS and Android. It's a free download. It has everything from very 
filters yeah. that you can pick, the same filters that they were studying in that article we were talking about before. Um, fancier adjustment, easy to adjust because it's adjustable in the but if you want to do some editing, you can do some healing, some retouching, some local adjustments, stuff that usually I would go to Lightroom to do because it's got a lot more granular control. I'm able to do in Snaps and mobile. My workflow, I, I have it on my phone and I have used it in that time where it's like, hey, I really use it. It's not my regular workflow. Someone who's not going to bring onto the desktop that's going to stay in mobile entirely, highly recommend Snapseed. Easy to work with. Um, just, just wonderful. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. I, That's I swear awesome. by it. It's incredible. And I'm just so you know, I am charging and my, my battery and charging my phone. You pick it up, it's at Walmart as well. We'll have links in the show. 3,000 mil amps get you an iPhone. Battery, so it's not a huge battery, but nice. it is pretty freaking cool. And it comes in green, black, and white on Amazon. So that's right? So I sell by own rule case, and they're great <laughs> I'm people over there. Ready and to like... be cool gadgets. Yeah. So I love them. Yeah, I'm linking to it right now. And it's really cool. And we want to hear from you. Email at phillytech.org, tweet us at phillytech.org, or call us at 9758-3248. I'm sure in some way, shape, or form that spells phillytech or something like that. If you can figure that out, let me know. I forget what it actually stands for, so let me know. Yeah, 